0: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
3: Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name's Gary Green. I'm here with my partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Each week we try to share some helpful hints with you, the buyer, and only you, the buyer, not the dealer, on how to buy a car. And it's it's kind of funny because, you know, each week we try to share some helpful hints. And what I found out last week is that it was extremely busy. A lot of people called, and out of the deals that I had, two of the deals I didn't make. And what I realized was it was the two customers that I was running around for. It was the two people that didn't want to meet me at the dealership. They didn't have the time. One was out of town, and it got kind of funny because the guy told me last Thursday— hey, ready to buy the car, let's go. That was 8 o'clock at night. Friday morning at 7.45, I get a phone call from him, and I could hear the the wife. I got to talk, my wife said this, my wife said that. I said, listen, Jeff, it's fine. No big deal, but let me do this. I told my friend last night you wanted to buy the car, He was dealer trading for the car. The car's not local. I want to call him right away before he puts somebody in a car to take an hour and a half drive to get the vehicle. No problem. I'll call you on Saturday, Gary. Friday goes by. Saturday goes by. Sunday goes by. Monday goes by. Nothing. Tuesday, the phone rings. I'm ready to pull the trigger. Can you get the car? I don't know. Let me see if it's still available. And it was a very strange Jeep because he wanted a Rubicon, and most guys that want Rubicons, they buy the Rubicons because they like the 410 Dana rear ends in the front of the car and the differentials. He wanted the 373s. So I had to find one that didn't have the upgraded, and it had to be this color. So he tells me, I'm ready to pull the trigger. I call him back two hours later, and he says to me on the phone, well, I got a couple of questions for you, because I called him to tell him the car was on its way. And he, I said to him, Jeff, the question should have been before you told me you were ready to pull the trigger. Now, I answered all your questions on Thursday. I answered all your questions on Friday. I answered all the questions this morning. So are the questions any different than the questions I answered the last three times? And the problem that I had was he was such a nice guy that I just kept answering the same questions. And when he showed up at the dealership that night to pick up the car, he had the list of all the questions and wanted to go over them again. And I kind of chuckled and said, Jeff, listen, the answer to every question is yes. However, it doesn't have a USB port. It doesn't have Bluetooth, and it doesn't have remote start. Everything else is a yes. It's white. It's got rubber floor mats. It's got tinted windows. It's got a tow package. It's got this. It's got that. And it doesn't have the 410 rear end. And the point I'm trying to make is we share helpful hints. But what I've decided, it doesn't – what Dana and I do doesn't seem to work if we're not at the dealership with you.
4: And and I would say to that that, that ultimately anybody can go online or contact a car dealership. And if they simply want to get a price quote or ask a question of a dealership – then, then certainly they, they have every right and, and should do that if they choose to. What Gary and I do is make sure that not only you get a great deal, but we make sure that every step of the process is seamless, quick. If it makes sense, we do it. If it doesn't make sense, we don't do it. We don't charge a fee for giving advice, but, but we're not car salesmen and and we're not just an information source to, to pick our brains, to to use the information, and it, unfortunately, if it would help you, if it would actually benefit you to pick our brains and have us share with you all the things that we know, well certainly you'd get a much better outcome than you'd get on your own, but you wouldn't get the same outcome that you'd get if we were there. You know, and, and it's it's relationships, exactly, it's, and knowledge, and, and knowing what a car's worth, and knowing what rate you can get. Uh, again, we'll, we'll get past that. But what we are is not a helping service. We're, we're advocates that protect you from A to Z.
3: Now, back to th- that that relationship thing. I've got a, dear fr- a a guy that I call a friend now. He's not a salesman in a dealership anymore to me. He's a friend. And I have a client that I've helped get a couple of cars. And actually, in the morning, I helped his sister get a car. had to drive out to Mason. And then we came back to Scottsdale to get Stan's car. And it was kind of funny because it was the last day of the month, and I could not believe when we got there, there were five deals at 3 o'clock in the afternoon getting ready to go into the finance office. I can believe it. So, And it's the last day of the month, but what was funny was Stan and I met Saturday, and on Saturday, he drove a couple of cars, decided the car he wanted, and the salesman went out and looked at his trade. And I said, okay, I know I know you want to make a deal right now, but... His wife's right there. His daughter's right there. His daughter's friend's right there, and they're leaving. He's leaving town tomorrow morning. He's going to be gone on a business trip. I will see you on Thursday afternoon, and you and I will put the numbers together. He'll agree to the numbers, and he'll buy the car when he's back in town before the end of the month. Everything's fine. My friend doesn't work at the dealership Sunday, Monday, so I have all the numbers. Now we're at Tuesday. I believe Tuesday was the
4: last day of the month. Um, I believe Wednesday was the last day of the month.
3: Okay, so Tuesday, I'm getting my phone blown up from my friend Stan. Can you get the numbers? I need to get the paperwork process because the company's got to cut the check and FedEx the check. So Paul's off on Sunday and Monday. I knew it was. Yep. So Tuesday morning, I get all the numbers. And the numbers looked okay. And and they looked okay. And, And... the reason they looked okay because Paul had agreed to give him 500 more for his trade and lowered the great price they had already given him by another 500 bucks. And the funny part about it was Stan turned around and says to me, you know, I really don't want to sign on the 31st. I get $750 from my company on the 1st of the month that I'm giving up by taking the new car. So I'd really rather sign after the 1st. So I call Paul and I tell Paul, hey, there's a little problem, this, that, the other thing. I don't even say anything. And Paul turns around and says, what if I gave him the 750 bucks? Would he come in and sign tomorrow? That's relationship. So we go in. He signs. Now, here's the funny part. We walk into the finance office and my friend Stan says, I'm going to be bringing you a check from the company tomorrow. So the finance manager proceeds to start to pitch all the products and he says, listen. I'm not authorized to buy any of these products. I have a dollar amount. The company already has the check, and I'm not going to buy a warranty on a car that my company will pay for all the repairs. It's how my company works. They buy us the car. We pay back part of it, whatever it was. So at the end, the finance guy jokingly says, well, you know, I got to tell you, I haven't seen a 2016 of this car discounted this much so far. And he got you a great deal. He says, but I was kind of surprised that he let you pay for the window tint. And I kind of chuckled, and I looked at Stan. And I said, Stan, you remember that extra 500 that I had him take off the price of the car? He says, yep. I said, that was because they can't take the window tint off the car.
4: Yeah, when at that particular dealer group the. If the car is already tinted, they they separate it on an individual line with accessories, which is actually a, a nice way of doing it if you are buying accessories. But let's talk about something a little bit different right now. There are many different ways that dealerships try to or do get you into their dealerships when you have no intention of buying a car. As an example, you might get a mailer that comes from the dealership with a thing like a buyback event. They need your trade-in. They have to have your trade-in because they're low on them. Or it could be for any number of things such as, you know, you could win a new car. You can lower your monthly payment, trade your car in and lower it they might contact you regarding your lease that's you know, there's about to lists. Mature.
3: There's lists that dealerships buy
4: well and, and, that you have
3: know, your information on
4: it. Well beyond that, if if you happen to do business with a particular dealership, they they have like let's say you go out to XYZ Motors and you buy a vehicle with or without Gary or I's help. Every dealership for the most part, unless they're perhaps a smaller mon pod dealership all have what's called a CRM, or Customer Relationship Management Tool. When you get an email from the dealership on your birthday saying happy birthday, it's not because the salesperson remembered your birthday. They probably don't even work there. But the system... Orphan uh, owner list. (laughs) It takes it right off the (laughs) orphan owner list. Then when they do these types of invitation sales, they may send you an email. They may call you. They have full permissive use as your you being their customer to contact you to email you to mail you to to do any way of those communications to get in communication with you. They also, in most cases, unless they're not good businessmen, they also know who's coming in for service. They know who their service appointments are. They can they pull through their software approximately how many miles are on your car, what you owe, they have all that information before and you... It's,
3: and it's signed by the general manager of the dealership when it shows up in your mailbox.
4: Well, like a lithograph of a signature. <laughs> if you ever get an, an offer in the mail that has a real signature on it from the general manager as opposed to one that is clearly not a real signature, you'll probably be the first one to get a real letter that says, we want your car. But... The, the key is that when you're going out to mind your own business or you receive something in the mail, whether it's them trying, you know, these companies that try to sell you a warranty or whether it's the dealership trying to bring you in for some exclusive event, all they're doing is mining their databases and then targeting select groups on individual campaigns, so to speak, and then they just kind of flush through the cycle. So – Again, if you're going into a situation like that, you're not prepared to negotiate with the people that are certainly prepared for you.
3: I mean, it's, it's a hook, and that's all it is. And when we come back, I'm going to share a, a story about a different hook. And what was, what was the most upsetting about this hook was this hook was actually cast by the manufacturer, not necessarily the dealer.
4: Don't forget, Gary's number is 602-525-1370. My number, Dana Southern, is 602-679-8324. We are your car insiders.
5: Please allow us to show you why we are the top Honda dealer in the West Valley regions. Located at I-10 and Loop 101 in the Avondale Auto Mall.
2: Earnhardt Hyundai Avondale offers a great selection of new Hyundais and pre-owned vehicles. We pledge to offer exceptional customer service and ownership satisfaction. Located at 10401 W. Papago Freeway, Avondale, Arizona. 85323 in Avondale Auto Mall. Miller Nissan and Mesa offers new Nissans along with pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs by top manufacturers. General Manager Bill Brixey will help you find that new or used car you have been searching for in the Phoenix metro area. You can reach him directly at 1-888-993-1126. His finance staff offers expert advice for those seeking a great deal on a new car loan or lease. This service does not stop there as Phoenix area customers frequently come in and take advantage of their professional Nissan service department and fully stocked inventory of Nissan auto parts. They are located at 2025 West Auto Center Drive in Mesa, Arizona. As one of the newest members of the Earnhardt Auto Centers, Earnhardt Cadillac is proud to be your choice for all of your Cadillac needs. Located at 7901 East Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale, they have one of the finest inventories of luxury pre-owned vehicles in the state.
1: This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. One of the most interesting recent developments in the pro-abortion movement started on social media when a woman by the name of Lindy West created a hashtag, ShoutYourAbortion. Lindy West, writing at The Guardian, explains that she started the hashtag to remove the moral stigma around abortion, and then she makes this astounding statement. Quote, the truth is that life is unfathomably complex. People with uteruses own their bodies unconditionally, and every abortion story is as unique as the person who lives it. End quote. At one level, there's something both right and wrong about that phrase. What's right about it is that we do recognize a right to a personal control over one's body, generally. But what's really wrong about those words is the argument that an unborn baby is actually just a part of the woman's body. That's a tragic and horrifying misconception. The baby is not the mother. I'm Albert Mohler.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my partner Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. Want to keep talking about what we were talking about before break? You could obviously get a letter or something that might say "factory authorized sale." You might get something that says "one owner Carfax sale." All these different things are what Gary just said. They're they're a hook. They're they're a way to just obviously get you into a buying and selling situation where you have hope for gain because you've been privately selected for this unique offer. And then when you go in, you're, you're in a situation where they really hold all the cards. So in my opinion, at least, it doesn't hurt you to listen to what they might have to say. By the way, they're just doing their job. Just to make it clear, if you go in to a dealership, on one of these mailers and end up trading in your car and end up making a decision that you regret, do not blame the salesperson. That's their job. They work for the company. The, the company's job is to sell cars and trucks. And if you come in and you put yourself in a buying and selling situation, certainly don't hold it against them for trying to sell you something.
3: You know, and it, it's, I got something the other day and it had nothing to do with buying a car. It was an invitation. They were going to pay me $200 to come out and test drive vehicles. And I like cars.
4: Uh, That sounds like a good invitation so far. And it
3: said it was 90 minutes. So I called and then I left a message and I got a call back from a very nice young lady and we played a little phone tag and then I called her. And she started going over the slots that were available for me to go out to this test track and drive the cars and blah, blah, blah. And then she got to the question that said, what do you do for a living? So when I mentioned, I said, I have a unique business in the automotive industry. She says, oh, I'm sorry. You you can't be part of this demonstration. And she says, and she was, it was funny because she was like, is there something else she could say you do? I could forget you said you were in the car business. She says, you know, I'm a karma kind of guy. It's what I do. I appreciate what you said. But, you know, there was the commercial that you saw where they said, go in and test drive. And I know Buick's done it because it was the guy test-washing his Buick, and his wife was going to the grocery store, so she was test-shopping the Buick. And Ford did one of these campaigns as well where they asked you to come in if you had a certain kind of car
4: to drive this certain kind of vehicle. And they give you like 100 bucks or something even if you didn't buy it. Well,
3: the gal that I spoke to yesterday happened to work for my wife, with my wife, not for him, but with my wife, and it was kind of funny because she was telling my wife about the horror story That happened over the weekend trying to buy a car. And Delaney's explaining to the gal, you need to talk to my husband. And she starts to tell her what I do. The girl proceeds to tell me the story. She was invited by Ford to go into a dealership to test drive a car, take it overnight. It was from Ford. It was not from the dealership. The dealership lost her car supposedly. So while she, she drove in in a car... They misplaced it. They left her – she left her keys with them, and it went from we can't find your keys, we can't find your car, to oh my goodness, we took your car to the auction and sold it. Now, that would have been one that I would have really liked to have known about not two years afterwards. I mean she went as far that she had to get the attorney general involved, but could you imagine – the field day we could have.
4: Oh, it, it's there's there's so many things that that happen when people buy cars, lease cars. A lot of people will turn in their lease return car, not do the proper things with the manufacturer to let them know that they've turned it in, and then three or four months later, I would get a call from, as an example, the either the client that had leased it or Honda saying where's the car I'm like well we don't have any record of it and and so ultimately every part of a business decision is a business decision when people and we've talked about this not you know recently but Obviously, buying a car is often considered the second biggest purchase people make. And you, and you buy more cars than you do houses. And, and when you add up all the math, I, I can guarantee you that most people typically spend far more on cars over the course of their lives than they do on houses.
3: Now, I want to back up a little bit because when I made a comment about a field day, I don't want you to think that if you had a problem with the dealership a year and a half ago or a month and a half ago or three weeks ago – that you're going to call Dana and I and we're going to get involved and fix it for you. We can't. Okay? You buy a car, you leave the dealership, you leave the dealership, you own the car, okay? And at that point, you are at the mercy of whatever dealership you bought the car from as to how much they're willing to help you. So if you had a horrible situation like this young lady did that was my wife's friend, I said something that I misspoke. It's not our intentions to go into dealerships and prove to them what they did was wrong, okay? If Dana said it, if you went, and I'll say it, if you went car shopping on your own, you thought you got a great deal, you thought you were going to out-negotiate the guy that negotiates 250 car deals a month, and you realized two days later that you got your head knocked off, we're we're not the guys to call for that.
4: Unfortunately, at some point, you know when you make your bed, you, you kind of lay in it, and at a certain point, obviously, once you 've signed the contract, you become an owner, and the dealer just becomes the seller and From there, kind of want to get into what happens when when people come in for service. And, you know, whether the dealership happens to know that you're coming in for service or not, whether they're tracking that information, obviously many do, not all do. When you end up in a let's say, for example, they look at your car and they find something wrong with it. And it sounds like it's going to be pretty expensive. And now you're thinking, oh, dear, well, I don't have the money to come up with to, to fix that right now. And then maybe you need tires pretty soon, and your plates are coming soon, and this nice sales representative comes up and starts talking to you about possibly trading it in. Well, keep in mind, if it's a dealership that you've serviced the car with regularly, they know what what your car needs. They know what was just looked at when they're negotiating the deal. They know what you were just quoted to fix it. And typically at the dealer prices, that's not going to be the lowest cost you could possibly attain. And then they use that as a as a, a bargaining fear type negotiation where ultimately, hey, if you don't trade this car and you're going to have to come up with all this money, why not just get a new car? Well, when you're in that situation, what you need to do is you're welcome to listen to them. But if you're smart rent a car for a couple of days. Leave the car there while you figure out what you want to do. What you don't want to do is just go sign and not have anything to compare it to. And if you don't have Gary or I, you're just gambling in, in a way that you just... It's way worse than Vegas. I can promise you your odds are way worse than blackjack or playing the slots. the The chances that with what they know about you, with what they know about your car, that they're simply with their skill sets, going to be able to sell you because that's what they do.
3: I mean, the woman that listens to the radio show, she, she, she heard about us, and she had done this two months ago. She was in there for an oil change, and she drove in in a paid-for car with 60,000 miles on it and drove home in a $485 a month payment car. And the dealership... The next day could care less. She bought the car. They were willing to do absolutely nothing to help her. And there's nothing we can do at that point.
6: Jim and J.J. Testa, commercial fleet managers at Camelback Toyota, are truly good guys in the automotive business. They've been in the car business since 1987 and the entire time in the Phoenix metro area. They are kind of like their own dealership. Very easy to work with and have the largest selection of Toyotas in the Southwest. Not to mention a great selection in pre-owned and certified vehicles. A special thanks goes to John O'Malley, managing partner, for giving Gary Green his first start in the automotive business in 1988. You can reach Jim at his desk at 602-200-5520 and JJ at 602-532-4472. Earnhardt Kia, the fastest growing Kia dealership and the number one volume dealership in the Valley of the Sun. Located on Bell Road, just minutes from Scottsdale and Glendale. Our locations allow us to serve all the greater Metro Phoenix areas as well as nearby Tempe and Peoria. You can visit us at 2121 East Bell Road in Phoenix or call General Manager Scott Clark at 602-345-5405.
7: You want to feel connected, at one with your world, informed, included, and inspired. So no matter where you are, when important things happen, you
5: see this man, contact authorities immediately.
7: We're here, at all hours, in the moment, on every device in your life, your local radio and TV broadcasters. We investigate and inform.
1: Our political investigation saved taxpayers.
7: Give back to the community. Our
2: radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community.
7: Even save lives. It's
5: time to just honker down. It's too late now to leave.
7: America's number one source for news, weather and information on your radio, TV, computer, tablet and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting radio to 52886. Furnished by NAB and the station, message and data
3: rates may apply. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 96 of the Patriot. I'm Gary Green. I'm here with my partner Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. Remember, you can reach Dana at 602 679 8324. You can reach me at 602 525 1370. You know, Dana mentioned something earlier about lease returns, and what what I always try to impress upon people is that when you lease a vehicle, you are responsible for that vehicle until the vehicle gets back to that lending institution. So if there was an inspection that needed to be done, it was always in your best interest to have that inspection done. Now, One of the best jobs, one of the favorite jobs I ever had in the car business was I handled the lease returns at a really large Nissan dealership. So I got the list of all the people that were bringing their cars back. And there were months that we were getting 200 cars a month back. And I didn't get to talk to all the people. But the way that I would call somebody was I would call them – And more interested than selling them a car, now I wanted to sell them a car, don't get me wrong, but was to explain to them the lease return process. And by the time I was done explaining the lease return process, they were buying a car from me. That car is your responsibility, and Dana said it. You take your car, and I'm just making it up. You lease the Honda Accord, and your lease is over, and you decide to go over to Nissan and buy a new Maxima because you like it better than the Accord and you leave your accord there and the salesman says oh don't worry we'll be, we'll take care of getting your car back now all of a sudden 90 days later honda's calling you looking for your car you're telling them you drop it off at the dealership
4: you're on payments now
3: you know you own payments now and the guy at the dealership okay turned your car into his own personal demo now, I will go I've back that to 1997, 1998. I was working in a dealership, and I watched three police cars pull up to the dealership, walk into the general manager's office, and I watched the salesman walk out of his office after he was paged with tears rolling down tears rolling down his, his cheeks and his hands behind his back.
4: In cuffs, I assume. In
3: cuffs. He had taken a lease return, drove it for four months— Damaged the car, and the way he got caught was the gal had an inspection report that showed the miles on the car, and she got no damage. She got a bill 90 days later for $3,000 worth of damage and 4,000 more miles on the car.
4: Not how it's supposed to work. And and so the, the, just to finish up on that being in the service department, being in a situation where you feel like maybe you have to do something, the, the the key is that maybe you do have to do something. But you might be much better off, especially if the car is drivable, by not trading your car into the dealership that knows everything that's wrong with it. I guarantee you that about 95%, I'd say even higher, and I think Gary would agree, of the time that a used car manager or the person that appraises your car looks at your car, unless they hear some funny noise, there's about a 0% chance it's going to be mechanically inspected during the appraisal. Whether service is open or not, whether it's day or night, whether it's weekend, doesn't matter for the most part, they're going to rely on their experience, their knowledge, and what they see. So if some of the things that you know, based on what you've just been told, need to be addressed, well, it's really up to you to decide whether or not you're going to share that information with another dealer. The dealership that knows that you have all that work, they're going to use that as a negotiation ploy and offer you far less. Do you agree, Gary, or not? Oh, no, no.
3: It's... it's, It happened this week. The young lady that I took out to Infinity, she handed the keys to the sales manager and said, now, before you go out and look at the car, let me just tell you what's wrong with the car. And I'm looking at her like – She's got three heads. Right. She's telling him everything that's wrong with the car. Now, the funny part about it was after she was done telling him everything was wrong with the car, he went out and looked at the car. And I said to her, what do you think your car's worth? And she looked at me, and she says, "You know, if I could get four forty five hundred bucks for the car, I'd be really happy. Well, I can't help you get forty five hundred bucks, but would you be okay if it was fifty two hundred dollars That was after telling her, so she could have told her now, if we needed six grand to make the deal, he probably would have put six grand in the car
4: well and And more importantly, when people have leases that are about to mature, you got to think about the market over the last several years. It's been bouncing back these last three years, but three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, there was millions fewer cars sold, over 20 million plus or minus cars not sold over a five-year period. If you have a really nice lease return that the dealers want them and you might have way more equity than you realize, you don't want to just give that car back. You have to know what it's worth versus what the payoff is. It's your option.
3: That's one of the nice things about a lease. If it's not worth what you owe on the residual, you give it back. But if it's worth more, it's your money.
4: And right now it can be worth more.
5: Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to our clients. At Earnhardt Scottsdale Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people that know how to take care of a Lexus, but more importantly, people that know how to take care of you. Located at 6905 East McDowell Road in Scottsdale.
8: Happens in cycles. Right now, if you're paying attention to the headlines, the stock market is on the brink of collapse. The national debt is 18 trillion. Inflation is inevitable, and gold is the way to hedge against inflation. What's your plan to protect what you've worked so hard for? Do you remember back in 2008 when gold was skyrocketing while everything else was tanking? Well, we're about to experience it again. Did you know that you can hold gold and silver in your IRA and 401k accounts? Do you know where to get more gold for your money in the industry? Well, Desert Gold Exchange has has decades of experience in precious metal diversification. They're a family-owned business located here in Scottsdale with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Give them a call today, 602-787-5950. That's 602-787-5950. One more time, 602-787-5950. Or visit them online at dgegold.com. Dgegold.com. Desert Gold Exchange, setting the standard in portfolio protection.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot, KKNT Intelligent Talk Radio. Once again, I'm Dana Southern. I'm here with my partner Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. You can reach Gary at 602-525-1370, or you can reach me, Dana, at 602-679-8324. You can also reach either of us at yourcarinsiders.com. Anyway, I want to talk about something a little bit different. Um, we're going to talk about how well the automotive industry is doing for just a few minutes. Last month, in the month of September, they sold 1.44 million new cars and trucks in the US. By far the biggest month, and I don't know how long. But the pace from last month for September was 18.1 million and change cars and part of that had to do with the labor day holiday rolling into september because it occurred late but the the bigger key to it as i see it is an example ford was up almost 24% year over year their their ford f150 production is almost up to snuff although there's some warning signs on the horizon fiat chrysler had their opportunity to meet with the uaw the united auto workers union and they presented a, you know, a negotiation, well, that was turned down. Ford, just in the last few days, was notified that next week they're going to be meeting with the UAW, and they're threatening to strike at their second plant. But across the board, whether it was Fiat Chrysler, it was up huge, Toyota up huge, Honda up
3: huge. Do you think the 0% for 72 months from the manufacturers helped that at all?
4: I have a feeling that on the Ford on the F one fifty for seventy two months at zero percent, absolutely. I helped a nice gentleman and his lovely mother acquire one of those on the last day of the month myself. But the key is that the car market is extremely healthy. The used car market is is a little less healthy in that there's just not as many cars. If you're looking for that, you know, late model, low mileage, desirable car. It just is very, very difficult.
3: You know, I got a, cl- a gentleman that I'm trying to help, and it was kind of funny because when he was referred to me, he was referred to me by a gentleman that I helped. And it was kind of funny because he said to me, Gary's, Gary, the guy might wear you out because he's going to come up with a number that he thinks he can be able to buy the car for, and he's just not going to be able to do it. So the guy does have a number in mind, and he'd like to buy a 2012 or a 2013 low-mileage Toyota 4Runner, and it only needs to be a couple of things. It has to be gray, has to be an SR5, has to not have a sunroof. The running boards and the roof rack we can figure out after the fact. But when he explained to me that he wanted to spend $25,000, I explained to him that take $25,000, subtract $400 for a dock fee, $400 for plates, is twenty five two. Now deduct just eight percent for sales tax. Okay. What's the odds of finding a two thousand twelve or thirteen less than thirty thousand mile SR five
4: four wheel drive
3: forerunner for twenty
4: two grand? You have a better chance of winning the lottery unless that vehicle's been in a severe previous accident.
3: Now I kind of just took it upon myself to run the Mannheim market report. And I found a couple of vehicles, and I took the actual sales. And it wasn't the Mannheim market report. I actually took the run list results.
4: And let me clarify what he's saying, just in case you don't know what he means. Mannheim Auto Auctions is the largest auction in the United States of America. They have auctions all across the United States of America. And what he's referencing is when a dealer goes to the auction and they're bidding for a vehicle and they're bidding against other dealers. And kind of a separate note, but when people are bidding against other dealers and they all have really deep pockets, then chances are it's whoever wants it most is going to get it and they can afford it easily. When you're negotiating your trade against the dealer, that's a whole different scenario. They're going to win that negotiation far more often than they're going to lose it.
3: Now, the funny part about it was they actually did sell three forerunners that were of interest to the gentleman for a comparison. So one was a 73,000 mile 2011 that
4: Not a a 12 with under 30? Right. It was an
3: 11 with 73,000 miles.
4: I'm going to guess a number. Can I? Yeah. 25, 4. 26, 2. I was a bad guess, but did you hear how far off the logic was there?
3: Right. Now, the next one that was available was a 2013. The 2013 had 43,000 miles on
4: it. Can I guess again? Yep. 28, 5.
3: Really close again. 29, 6. Now, here's the one that made the most sense. There was a 14. Now the difference from a four, thirteen and a fourteen is the body style.
4: That, that's so a big difference.
3: So fourteen is the new body style. Now the new body style car had in that thirty thousand mile range, and versus the fourteen with the forty three thousand miles on it, it was only about eight hundred bucks more. So from twenty nine six, it was thirty thousand four hundred. Now obviously you spend four grand more for. The car that's going to be 11, 12, 13, 14, four years newer, 40,000 miles less for four grand makes a lot of sense to buy the $30,000 car. He still thinks that we're going to find one that he's going to be able to buy for 25 grand.
4: And maybe in about three years. he, there might be a single 2012 that someone owns still at that time that has super low mileage, and he might get one. He, he, you
3: know something? He did have that happen. He has a Jeep that he bought that way that he can probably sell the Jeep that he bought four or five years ago, maybe even longer, for more than he paid for it because he found somebody that need. and that's what I told him. Is it a Wrangler? It's a Wrangler, but it's, it's the older body style. It's before the Unlimiteds came out. And what I explained to him was – if you want to look every day and check Craigslist, check Auto Trader, check Cars.com, go ahead and do it. For me, I'll look at the auction, but I'm not going to find you one at the auction for the dollar amount that you want to spend. And I was hoping to think that maybe if we went from the 25 grand to 28 grand, well, the, the car that. He wants to spend twenty five grand on was twenty nine six before he bought it, and that twenty nine six doesn't include the sales tax he's going to have to pay when he buys it from the dealer.
4: Well, when that dealer paid twenty nine six for it, first they got to pay the auction fee, which is going to be hundreds of dollars. Then they got to pay a transport company to bring the vehicle back to the dealership. Then they've got to put it into the shop and do a complete inspection. And on a vehicle like that, they'd certify so- it. So, what
3: do you think that car ends up going up for sale at twenty nine six from the auction by the time it gets back?
4: They'd be asking at least thirty three grand or more, and so realistically, it's going to be tough for that gentleman to accomplish what he wants to accomplish because you can't really fit a square peg in a round hole, unless it's a really big round hole, but it won't really fit. It'll just go in there. Um, we've helped you know our clients over the last four and a half years save hundreds of thousands of dollars. We've given thousands of clients advice, not counting the radio show and anybody that might listen to it. We are not brokers. We are not like any buying service that exists. We are teachers and consumer advocates. We don't cost our clients a penny. The $400 flat fee at the end of the transaction, when you're completely satisfied and extremely happy is a flat fee of 400 that hasn't changed since we started this four and a half years ago. It is almost identical to the average documentary service fee charged by the dealers across the valley just to do the paperwork to complete the transaction. And each and every time we help someone, we certainly save them far more than the $400 fee we collect, or we'd be of no benefit at all, although even if we didn't save people money, which of course we do, just understanding, knowing, on, on, as an example, that nice Ford F-150 that the gentleman bought just a couple of days ago on the last day of the month, the finance ma- manager made it quite clear that if I wasn't sitting there, he would have not offered it for less than $1,800 more than they actually paid. It is how you leave that matters, not how you get there.
3: You know, and, and what I get a kick out of, and, and it's funny, What I laugh about sometimes is that I'll help a client get a car and sometimes it's even somebody that I know and they think that since I helped them the first time, they're now smart enough to go do it by themselves and they truly believe that they're going to get treated the same way. That they would get treated if I was there, and, and and I laugh about it. And
4: it's like it's not funny, but it's funny.
3: It is funny. I mean, I have a friend that that went and bought a car, and he called me after the fact, and you know the car was in order, and he wanted me to get involved, and I said, it's not what I do. You bought the car, you ordered the car, you dealt with the salesperson. I'm not going to step on his toes now. He told you what he'd sell you the car for. You agreed to buy the car. You gave him a deposit. I'm not interested in getting involved at that point.
4: It's like closing the barn door after the horses are already out. It, it, it's not the time to, to seek guidance. You want to call us before you sign a contract, before you agree to terms. You don't want to wait until after you've done that because ultimately, what do you have to lose if we don't help you?
3: You know, we had a radio show listener a couple of weeks ago and a really, really nice young man, and I, and I enjoyed the time I spent with him, and it was kind of funny. He called me about a car, and before I got into any of the situations, I just kind of explained to him that this car can become extremely cost prohibitive for you to own. It was an eleven-year-old AMG Mercedes. Ouch! There could be at least twenty things that can break in that car that are four grand.
4: I, I'm very worried, scared personally about ever advising anybody to buy that type of a luxury car um, without having an incredible warranty or. I'd just be scared to death.
3: Now, what ended up happening was he ended up doing everything that I told him not to do. He went to a dealership and test drove a car. He bought the car but didn't take delivery of the car. He didn't take delivery of the car because the bank – the dealership couldn't get him approved and they didn't want him in the car because they just – they don't like to roll people and take them out. So they kind of said to him, well – That particular dealership doesn't. (laughs) We'll, we'll, We'll get you figured out. Well, when they got it figured out, I told him from the conversation what credit union they were financing them at, and he said to me, just for the fact you talking me out of the AMG car, please, would you meet me at the dealership and review the paperwork before I sign anything, and I will pay you your $400.
4: One thing that's really important when making a big purchase or making a big decision is you either are trickable or you aren't trickable. And a lot of people may not think they're trickable. And in general, they may not be. But when you go into a purchase experience, the people that are on the other side of the desk are often people that, based on word tracks, how they say it, the, the way they say it, unfortunately, when all the smoke clears, they end up tricking a lot of people. But Gary, when's the last time you got tricked on a car deal?
3: I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm shaking my head because when you said the, the getting trick part, I love when someone says to me, "Oh, I got such a great deal." They, they sent me a letter that they needed my car, and they were giving me all the money. Now the young lady that I helped had a Buick, and I told her, if they really want, if they really want your car. In a Sun City dealership, before we go anywhere, call and tell them that you're buying a car but you're not buying another Buick. What would they give you for your car? Because that's how you could find out what your car is really worth. Now, she thought her car was worth between four grand and 4500 bucks. We got $5,200 for the car. I would venture to guess that none of the dealerships would have paid that just to buy her car. Now, remember this. The dealership's taking the risk when they buy your trade-in, because they could take that 2007 car and put it in the shop, and all of a sudden, they find out that there's something wrong on the car, and for them to fix it, it could cost thousands of dollars. And that's why, whenever I'm looking at the auction, and I see a really, really nice car that should be something special, there's a reason it's at the sale.
4: Last but not least, for sure, thanks again to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen for their continued support. They're located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. Their phone number is 623-875-4000. And even with the recent issue that was announced on the 18th of September with a diesel scandal in the U.S., Volkswagen was still up 1% last month. And these are great people selling great cars, you know, just not TDIs right now.